Hi, and welcome to the No IT Podcast. My name is Brian Brackett, and today we have my co-host Tino Hales, and we are going to be discussing all things IT and cybersecurity. If it touches your network, we're going to talk about it, and this is the place where you get to know IT so you can own IT. Um, If you enjoy the episode, do us a favor and give us a like, give us a a subscribe to get new episodes every Wednesday. And uh, if you're so inclined, leave us a review. We love the feedback. We love the interactions. You can find me on linkedin.com slash IN slash Bryant's Bracket. Or you can reach out to us at noitpodcast.com. Enjoy the show. So, Tino, welcome. Hey, thank you. So, you know, it was, it's been kind of a crazy week and, you know, a lot of things have, a lot of things have been happening in both in-house and uh, in the cyberverse. Um, what it has, how's everything been for you? Yeah, it's been a uh, fun and interesting week, uh, both personally and <laughs> business-wise. So we've got a uh, handful of things we're working on, uh, projects and um just kind of trying to cover all bases as yeah. well as uh, increase learning daily. Yeah. In today's world, we can't leave any, any stone unturned, right? Yeah. No, you got all, you stay on your toes and constantly be ready to learn something new or run into a situation that you may not have before and see what you can do to uh, adapt. Absolutely. And something that happened to me this week something that really hasn't, I I have never experienced firsthand. I've heard about it obviously because of the business that we're in, but um, I've never stepped in, in the mud hole kind of like I did this week. I guess, I guess just to be, to be frank with you, I, uh, I had a scareware encounter um, working on a project here at the office and I went to the company's website and I, I, you know, common mistake just completely i misspelled the the url by one digit by one letter and all of a sudden all hell broke loose on my computer all of a sudden the speaker started screaming at me oh no <laughs> saying saying warning uh, enter your credentials to recover your your computer and yeah and it was just, it, it was a nightmare, but it was loud. It was obnoxious. And um, instantly my anxiety went through the roof because oh, I bet <laughs> this was at the office. <laughs> this was at, this was at my desk at the office. And it's, so it's not like I can, you know, maybe I, I was at home and I wasn't logged into the VPN and it could be isolated to my device. I was, I was in the, in the jungle. Oh man. Yeah. And, you know, me of all people, the first thought that went through my head is, dude, you cannot, you, out of everybody at this company, <laughs> you cannot be the guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so it, it locked down my screen, completely locked down my, my web browser. And it, it, every time I'd try and exit out of the, or hit the X to close the, the window demanding my login credentials, it would, it, it would just reappear. And so 
what'd you do? Uh, um, first, I had a heart attack. Um, <laughs> after your heart came back. After, after the heart kind of kind of came back, I recognized it for what it was because it it didn't lock down my entire computer. It locked down that that web browser, so I was still able to like edit and do Word documents. Not that that's what I did, but I had access to do that. Um, so that was the first thing that I did was to make sure that it wasn't the entire computer that was that was screwed. Um, and then I took a picture. For some reason, my first instinct was to pull out my phone and take a picture of this because it's it it was a completely legitimate mistake and I needed evidence to back up. So took a picture of the screen um, and then I called in the cavalry. I, at first I called our knock. The knock said, this is, this is an issue that you're going to want to reach out to our, uh, our cybersecurity team, got them on the phone. And because I hadn't clicked on anything and because I hadn't entered any credentials, they were able to shut down the the website, shut down the uh, shut down the the program, and basically did a scan of the network, did a scan of the computer, and there was no issues. I completely dodged a bullet like Neo <laughs> in the Matrix. Well, that's good, um, but it did kind of stir up a lot of a, a lot of emotion and a lot of you know. It's invasive. It is super invasive. And I'm the cybersecurity guy. I'm the guy that does all the research and know, you know, is it stays on top of these things. So the I just put in my mind went into the perspective of well, what if it was one of the one one of you know the lower level employees that didn't have that kind of that kind of knowledge or didn't didn't pay attention to those types of details, right? Well, yeah, absolutely. And that's what happens, uh, you know, can happen almost every day. It was a wake up call, frankly. And I guess the one thing that you know you have is a good support system with our cyber team. Absolutely. Our cybersecurity team, knowing that, you know, let's say a mistake was made, we probably have good backups, uh, uh, you know, to remedy uh, loss and data on your device. You know, not that we would ever want that to happen or for it to get there, but. You know, there are, there are solutions where if someone made that mistake, you could probably quarantine it and, and keep it from spreading through the entire database. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the, one of, one of the things that I appreciated about it is that, you know, it, IT admin are, they're super busy, you know, and so they're not always readily available at that second. And the the other thought is is what if I didn't what if I didn't have anybody to get a hold of? Yeah, that's scary. You know, what if the IT guy was on vacation and out of the country with with no connection to the office at all? You know, that would be that that would it would last until he got back is basically the way that that would work out. And that's not a that's not an operational uh, situation. No, because then you're losing you're losing money on the time loss from not being able to be productive. I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but the fact that we had the resources to to handle the situation and I had the wherewithal to stop um, in situations like that, and that serves me a lot of the time. But 
in this type of situation, it absolutely doesn't serve you. So the, I've, I give myself a pat on the back knowing who I am, that I had the wherewithal to stop and, and not fight the system. Because there's a certain amount of ego involved there too, because you can, you, can, you can handle that situation one of two ways. You can handle it the way that I handled it and you can back away and call in a professional or you can say, well, I don't want, I don't want my team or I don't want my IT guy to think I'm stupid or I don't want, you know, I don't want to look bad. So I'm just going to try and handle this on my own. And, you know, then you're really screwed. Yeah. So it's, uh, there's, I don't know. It was just one of those situations where you're better, better, uh, better safe than sorry kind of, kind of thing. Um, what do you find? Have, have you ever had a situation like that? Yeah. And I panicked uh, much like you, I, you know, I don't think I've had that happen on my work uh, laptop or while I'm at the office, but even just on a personal, you know, or you're doing some kind of research and um, some, some websites are .com or .gov. And it's like, well, which, which is which? Am I on the right site or am I on the wrong site? So then you got to research, <laughs> you know, should this be a .gov website or should it be a .us or what, it, what's the deal with, you know, all these different uh, hyperlinks and having to know which is which it's hard. It's hard to keep up with that. Um, and knowing what a phishing website is and being able to see that and sniff that out right away. Um, you know, I've got children at home who you've got to constantly monitor those things and make, making sure they understand they can easily get sent to a random web page. Um, and it may look completely legit. And there's nothing you can do to control that once once you've given up your information or your credentials, you're stuck. So it's it's not an easy situation. Yeah, I, I can only imagine this happening to somebody at home, personal computer, personal time where a lot of people don't pay or don't have a, a managed service provider in the residential space, just because it's kind of an afterthought. I don't, I don't think that our behavior patterns have developed enough to consider that as widely as it should be. Well, I think part of the problem with that too is maybe <laughs> our patterns may not have, are not evolving quickly enough to combat the cyber criminals out there who are constantly adapting and constantly making changes to the way they attack and the way that they target people. Uh, so while it looks like one one week it may be, you know, a phishing website or a email that's slightly off or an attachment. The next week it may be something completely different, and you, not everyone's going to be an expert on how to see that. No, they're not. The amount of information that you're free and open with on your personal devices is far greater than that on a on a business device. So you're you're leaving yourself hanging wide out in the open, and it comes at it comes at a cost because when you don't have, when you don't have resources like that at your disposal, or you don't have the knowledge on how to properly secure your network. I mean, let's just, let's just talk basics of changing your default password on your, on your Wi-Fi, right? If you don't have the, that, those basics set up, then, you know, you're pretty much open for anybody to come in and snoop and, now with modern construction and 
the way that the way that IoT or Internet of Things is is developing and deploying across so many different devices with the smart home systems, you could have your entire house hacked if you if you have like let's say the thermostat, you have the lights, you have the you have the the sprinkler control system, you have the water, um, you I mean you can there's any number of things that you can you can attach to these things, but without having the wherewithal or the skills to properly secure them, you're you're just a sitting duck. Yeah, and it happens every day. There's something to be said for considering expanding your IT technology management to your home address, because, like Tino said, the it's it's hard enough keeping up with the with the hackers and the skills and the development and evolution and everything that's going on but the fact that you also have to have to contend with your own devices and your own equipment at home it's it's too much for a lot of people it's too much for me right and then for the people who work remotely at times if they're not practicing those same things uh, that they would in the office at home on their personal uh, device and their personal network, it will still affect their business connectivity and their business devices, like their laptop, or if they have a uh, mobile device that was given to them that's connecting to their uh, office network. You know, if they're not practicing everything at home the way they should, they can still be susceptible to a cyber criminal. Absolutely. And even like there's something to be said for paying attention in general, right? Because if, uh, you know, in one of our earlier episodes, there was a, there was a uh, cyber news update about a ADT technician out of Dallas that was indicted for, uh, I think he was, he was indicted for like, I don't know. I don't remember exactly what the indictment is. He basically for the last seven years, he was a he was an ADT home technician and was going to houses and setting up cameras. And you know, we all know how ADT loves to put cameras inside and outside the house. It's like an Oprah special. You get a camera, you get a camera, that door gets a camera. And this guy was just giving himself access to residential cameras and hundreds of of homes he was able to look in on without being being checked or verified. And the only way that he was found out was that there was one particular end user that was going through their, their app on their phone and recognized an email address that wasn't um, authorized. And, and so the guy got arrested and that, that situation is unfolding right now. That was pre, it was pre COVID um, that that happened. But the point is, is that you got to pay attention. And that's the only thing that really saved my ass in this situation is that I was alert to what was going on. Yeah, and you, you've you been uh, diligent in the research of what a cyber attack looks like. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's interesting because me, go, me having that experience made me go back and kind of bone up on my on my IT and cybersecurity training and, and knowledge. And one of the things that I've, I've found that I had forgotten about was the fact that our, our admins can launch a fake phishing attack 
on anybody within the company. And just to, just to test, see who's vulnerable. And let's say I click on, on that phishing link, then instead of it popping to a malware or a ransomware site, it pops me and automatically registers me for cybersecurity training that, that is mandatory to attend. Um, That's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that was a possibility. Yeah. So you can take like your, like, you know, let's, let's just be real here. The people that, that move the fastest and, you know, transfer the most data are typically the receptionists and they are also the lowest, um, lowest on the totem pole as far as technical knowledge goes, because it's not really necessary and previously for them to have that type, that type of technology. So sending them to the people that you know that are vulnerable, that you know that don't pay attention. I mean, it's just, it, it's a free way to get them, get them some training and is actually a pretty cool application of what, of what we have and what we can do. Yeah, that is really cool just to see where your vulnerabilities might be and get a better understanding of your employees' understanding of the cyber world, it, you know? That's really cool that you can fake a malware attack and see who who's more susceptible to clicking a link they shouldn't. I mean, I know my hands are sometimes I get a little too quick with what I type, so I could very easily be in that situation. Or I'm reading an email too quickly thinking it's from one person, and it could very well be a mistyped name. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I'm in a world of trouble. Yeah, it's a nightmare. But when you're able to do, when you're able to gather information, right? Information is power. But when you're able to gather insight onto where your weak points are within the network, and humans are just as much of a of a cyber asset as any physical device is, right? You're able to tell who's vulnerable, and you can make the decisions to based on based on that, right? Like maybe. I need more control over the websites that I'm able to access and the links that I'm able to click. Well, if I'm constantly being being flagged for a cyber for for cybersecurity training, well then you can then say, well, you know, he's a chronic abuser and has to, you know, he has to have limitations on what he can do on a computer. It's it's all to protect the the asset and the machine that keeps us all paid and, and fed. Yeah. That makes a hundred percent a little bit easier just to know who, who might make those uh, mistakes. Yeah. Is there, is there anything that you were, that, that you found this week that was, that was interesting or that kind of triggered you in regards to the cyberspace? So one of the things that I've, um, seen recently is the way that someone can send you an email attachment and it may look like it's coming from a coworker or it's coming from uh, you know the, the business owner something like hey i need you to you know put some data in this for me uh send it back as soon as you can and the employee goes to download it and uh, when they download it, it has that little enable icon up at the top and all that is, it's a virus, it's malware. So as soon as an employee hits enable, thinking they're getting um, some work that they need to get done from the CEO or you know something that they're trying to be helpful with, that's now being used as a tool to target 
this company. Uh, and it's kind of scary because you think you're doing your job, but you're not really paying attention properly or you're not, you know, you're not expecting to be invaded. You think you're just helping out. Uh, and you go to enable so you can edit the document. And uh, as soon as you do that, you're now susceptible to a, a wave of terror in data theft. That's crazy. So is it, is it, are they, how, do I, how am I, how am I thinking this? Is the way that you're able to tell, is it the same traditional sense as in like the email will be a little bit off or? Yeah. So it could be a misspelling or it could be, um, I mean, that from what I from what I read, it was uh, the most common common thing is there'll be a misspelling of, like, say, uh, you know, for you, Bryant Bracket. Maybe it'll be an extra T uh, that's hard to notice, um, or it'll be there'll be an extra B. I think your email's B bracket at BTI, so it'll be maybe triple B bracket hmm. at BTI. Um, you know, it's, they don't always pop up the uh, the full email address when it comes from a contact that's in your uh, list, right? Sometimes it just shows your name in a picture and it says Bryant Brackett, but it doesn't necessarily show the email. Well, that can be spoofed mm -hmm. with a different email address. So unless you're looking out for this and you're like, well, wait a minute, I was never, this was never discussed or this doesn't seem like my work. You've already downloaded it. You're looking at it and now you're in trouble. <laughs> it's, it's kind of scary to think that that's how easily that that can be infecting your office. It it totally is. And kind of along that same point, I was called into our CEO's office a couple of weeks ago and he was he was so excited. It it was it was odd. He was very he was really excited and he he goes, come here, come here, come here. And I, so I, I walked over and he goes, look at how well this phishing email looks. And he, he sat there and he analyzed the, the phishing email and it was a, it looked like it was, it had come from Microsoft and was talking about um, Microsoft 365 updates that were coming out, but looked super, super legit. And the only, the only way that we were able to tell was that again, the email wasn't, it wasn't coming from from Microsoft, and it the uh, the uh, phone number that was attached to that or that was on that on the screen was a was was a different number, obviously. And he he was like, "Watch this!" and he he clicked on it, and it went he it went to to the page, and then it went to a white white screen, and then all of a sudden, it a pop up appeared on his screen that said this site is, is uh, perceived malware, um, go back to safety, or it gave him the option of clicking, clicking through and going to, to the site if, you know, if it was a mistake. Now, he, he obviously clicked back out of it and went back to safety, but it was a legitimate phishing email that looked like a legitimate Microsoft update email. And you know, he, was, he openly clicked on it and you know, nothing happened. So that's, it's just an example of like there, when you have the right pieces in place and you have all the boxes checked off there, you've, you've built yourself a little bit of a buffer to, uh, to make mistakes. 
you know, talking about Microsoft, their you know competitor as far as phones go, Apple. Apple just released their new uh, their new phone, rather. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I actually get quite often, and I don't know how I've become a target for this, but I get these fake Apple receipts sent to my personal email, and it's saying, you know, thank you for your purchase. And part of it looks really legit, except it wants you to go log in and confirm a purchase. And that's where I always like. I guess for me, that's an easy one to sniff out. It's when they want you to go log in and put your credentials into something where you're like, wait a minute, I don't remember purchasing anything. The natural curiosity of me wants to log in immediately and say, wait, who's spending money on my card? Uh, but you know, to have to take that pause and, and think about, wait, who am I giving this information to actually? That's a very common one I see quite often. Yeah, it's it's scary how easy it is to to send that information out, especially because I'm, you know, I'm one of the people that I'm, if there's a new iPhone, I'm getting it. And I already have, no, I I waited to pre-order this round because I'm waiting for the mini to come out in November because my, I'm tired of holding seven inch phones and my hands cramping. So you don't like holding bricks. Yeah. It's it. The phone has gotten so big at this point that it's it's almost impossible to to hold and use for as long as you need to like i'm pretty sure that i have carpal tunnel in my left hand because i'm i'm left-handed <laughs> so i i hold everything on that side and my knuckles are are constantly tight and sore and it's and it's become an issue i also have a friend that has a he refuses to get the new phone and he still has an iPhone five, whatever, oh. whatever the super small palm sized iPhone was the, the last version that was square edges. Yeah. And I I've been jealous. like a five S or something. Yeah. I've been, I've been jealous of his phone for, for years now. <laughs> so I'm jumping on that bandwagon, but yeah, it's, it, it's cool. interesting how the, how the iPhone is still the most secure device that we have as many problems and issues as it has really yeah there's there's everything on the iphone is is encrypted so if you're not um if you're not attached to wi-fi anywhere then it's not it's not easy for them to log into your device and it's it as many different forms of as many different wavelengths as your phone as your phone communicates on it's it's kind of a a modern marvel that that is the case especially with how mobile and how often people are out of network that's reassuring it is so i have about six apple products in my house yeah and i mean with it's that that old joke how apple just kind of sucks you in and now you're in the universe and you can't get out of it it's uh but they're they're super secure like apple pay I, I didn't realize that that's one of the more secure forms of, of making payments, like even more so than your card with the, with the SSR chip. Huh. And apparently because of all of the encryption and the dual factor authentication and everything that goes, that goes into play there, um, it's actually super reliable and secure um, to use, which I've, I've always kind of blown that off because I'm like, 
at least I have a physical card in my hand to know that it's here and not right, not elsewhere. But that's that seems to still be the case, which is pretty cool. And that's really what keeps me coming back to the iPhone. That and the fact that Google has announced, I don't know if they've they've announced it or if that it's just rumors, but they're starting to wind down their their phone um, their phone vertical. So they're just going to stop making phones altogether and just focus on the software. Anyway, I'm a mobile geek. What do you want from me? I'll take a free phone. <laughs> well, if I still worked at Radio Shack, I would, I'd, I'd probably be able to get you one. Ah, uh, well, too bad they're not around anymore. Yeah, well, there's, there's definitely a reason for that. <laughs> yeah, they didn't uh, quite evolve the way uh, most companies did when time came. Nope. But so that kind of talks about your point earlier when you, when you're talking about uh, facing a cyber threat, being able to make the right choices right away. It does. The more information that you have, the more knowledge that you have, the more sound of a, of a choice and a decision that you're going to make, right? Nothing. I always kick myself every, every single time, no matter how big or how small, when I, when I react in, in a knee jerk kind of fashion. Because it never turns out the way that it it really should have. I don't necessarily have issues with uh, knee-jerk reactions. I tend to be very methodical in the way I do things. Uh, I like to analyze everything before I make an action. So I want to know, if I do this, what 10 things might happen? So it, it can kind of obstruct me from getting things done at times. But I feel like it's a strong thing that can help me prevent making a mistake because I'm one of those people I'm definitely afraid of making a mistake. I don't want to be the person who shuts the entire system down because I clicked on the wrong thing. I'm with you. It's that there there couldn't possibly be a worse day. Just go back and listen to Terry's episode and he'll he'll describe that for you. But besides that, um is there anything else that you wanna you want to go over, go through? talk about this week no i i know we have a couple really exciting episodes coming up um and some of the cyber crimes that we're going to talk about and really dive into and i'm really looking forward to that because i have a lot of questions about some of this so i'm looking forward to hearing about everything hearing about uh how things happen and how it could have been prevented and getting a take on cyber crimes that have you know affected our entire world yeah it's going to be super cool I'm really excited about that too. And I, I think my wife, um, as she's, she's kind of the true crime nut that has access to all of the, all the good info. So I'm going through it now. Uh, we've got some really cool episodes, um, coming down the pipe and, you know, stay tuned because it's the, the show is going to continue to evolve. Um, we started when I started, it was just me kind of doing my thing and figuring this out. But now We've added Tino to the mix and it's going to just continue to get better and better. And between the two of us, we're coming up with some super cool ideas that um, I think is going to be going to be big for us uh, coming down the pipe. So thank you, Tino, for, for joining us and joining me. And, you know, thank you guys for listening and, and, you know, giving our little old podcast a shot. Yeah. Thanks for having me.